welcome to Running a Fever. I think this is episode 75. My name is Michael Davis. I've lost 70 pounds, eight inches off my waist, lowered my blood pressure, become a fitness nut all at the age of 52. I feel great and I'm loving life. I love my life enough that I want to make it last as long as possible. If you feel the same way, then welcome. Welcome to the journey. I'm no expert, but I'll share my experience with you along the way, and together we'll get there. That's right, hit the road, Jack. I'm hitting the road, but I am gonna be coming back more and more and more, despite what the Rayettes may tell me. Got to see Ray Charles live in Atlanta, Georgia once. It's one of the most, I don't know, I knew it was some kind of like historic moment when I did that, but I'm sure it's probably about the 10,000th time he had played in Atlanta, Georgia, but for me, it was a one-time experience. God looked down on this part of the world and for some reason found us worthy to bless us with a beautiful day. It's been pretty warm lately, but today it's, it's pretty kind of I don't know, kind of warm in the sunshine. If you get out in the sun, it's it's warmer. I don't know exactly what it is today. Probably 80, but it's kind of a cool breeze blowing. I think there was a storm in the area last night. Anyway, it's just a great day for walking. Uh, last week I did this walk and I started from the same place, the old stomping grounds as we call them. Went the old direction I used to go all the time and around an entire circuit of Lake Fayetteville. Five and a quarter miles. This time I'm attempting the same thing. I'm starting in a different direction, so I'm going to be going clockwise. Clockwise around Lake Fayetteville. Unless you're a fish. If you're a fish, I'm going clockwise or counterclockwise. You're a fish. In the lake looking up at the trail I'm going counterclockwise if you're a bird in the sky looking down on the trail I'm going counterclockwise and I've been so mixed up about directions I'm not even gonna tell you or try to tell you which direction I'm going in besides that it's all twisty curvy and you know I can never even if I was not directionally challenged I probably wouldn't be able to tell you at any point exactly where I was going. So only only way I know is that the roads, if I can see a road, then I can pretty much tell. All right, there was another person wearing full length spandex on their legs. So I'm not, I'm not alone. I may be crazy, but there's more than one crazy person out here. It's not really that hot. I love these compression pants and I'm fully aware that I may have to shed them later in the summer but I really like the security and lately I've been thinking about <clears throat> the 18 month introductory period to exercise that my friend Nick mentioned and understanding I'm still in that sort of prob probationary period physically I, it's hard to believe because, you know, here we are 
uh, 70 plus episodes into this show. I've only been doing this for about eight months, nine months maybe. November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, seven months. Hard to believe. It just seems like it's a part of my life now. It definitely is a part of my life. And I hope it stays that way. But still early in the process. And so I have to keep that in mind. Be careful. Not get ahead of myself. Try to challenge myself safely. Going through this beautiful shady part of the trail. And I'm pretty sure I posted a picture of this at some point. Maybe last time. I'm really glad to be outside now. Hearing all this noise in the background, even though it doesn't make for a, maybe necessarily a clean, super clean podcast. The wind blowing, I can feel it. I can see it blowing the grass. There's fields going by the fields right now. Headed out in the opposite direction. It's not the flat part, although it's mostly flat. The hilly part. And I'm planning to go around the whole perimeter more accurately. You know, all the sights and smells and things that you just feel, three dimensions, hard to beat. Three quarters of a mile already done. Four and a half miles to go. Now, I had planned to come out yesterday because it was my regular, what I have planned out to be my regular walk day where I just do a long walk. And just doing strength training, training during the week haven't really had a week where that's just been regular the way I wanted it to be. Out of, and late Friday and early Saturday, I was feeling pretty bad. I was in some pain with my back, various parts of my back, and a splitting tension headache. Now, here's my word of advice for today about addiction. Be aware of your addictions. You know, we usually feel kind of guilty about addictions because we just don't think you know, we're out of control or we associate them with forbidden pleasure. Is caffeine bad for you? I don't know. I don't. I think it's useful in some cases. I drank a couple of cups of coffee before I came out here. And from what I hear, again, this is what I hear. <laughs> it makes the workout more pleasurable. It allows you to do more with the workout. But I'm getting off track here. Addictions, be aware of them. To ignore your addiction can be dangerous as well. Addictions, obviously, to something dangerous can be dangerous in itself just because you're doing the dangerous thing. Uh, I'm addicted to caffeine, as are millions of Americans. Right or wrong, that's the truth about me. And a lot of times on the weekend, I'll be feeling this tension. I might have a headache and I'll just be baffled as to why this is taking uh, Advil and just not doesn't work at all. And then at some point I'll realize I haven't had any caffeine today. <laughs> and I go drink a Diet Coke or a cup of coffee and, you know, everything's fine. So that's what happened on Saturday. And I just decided, well, I'm not going to go work out today. Even though sometimes it makes me feel better when I'm having some kind of body pain. Just to get the blood flowing, get everything moving, stretched out, makes me feel better. I just felt like it was so bad that I probably should abstain from working out and I really miss that. It's not like I'm just trying to be lazy and get out of it. I really enjoy it now. It's an important part of my day and week. Howdy. even enjoy getting out <laughs> outside when it's sunny and hot. I used to be the kind of guy to stay in all the time. Rainy days were my favorite days. 
cloudy. And I just reveled in being the dark, gloomy guy. Kind of changed around a little bit. But anyway, I didn't, I wound up getting caught up in something. And it was almost four o'clock. And yeah, I didn't want to, because I've got this schedule now that I'm trying to get into a routine of. And it's starting to get a little bit better. Talked about how hectic it was at work and how I'm on different schedules with different people. It's important for me to get to bed early so I can get up early and then I have to eat when I come back. It was getting after four o'clock and I said, well, I've missed my opportunity. I won't work out today because I was feeling better after the caffeine through the day. Felt a little bit better. Felt a little bit better today. I was feeling a little bit tight though. And maybe this is, this is all just due to changes that are going on in my physical routine. But just that emphasizes the importance of not just paying attention to your addictions, but also sticking to a schedule, establishing a routine. Because it didn't really say, I'm definitely going to head out at 4 o'clock and go work out. I just said, maybe if I'm feeling better later in the day, I'll go work out. So I missed it. I hate missing my workouts these days. I really do. And one of the things that I have to do today, it's very important. I try to get to bed starting at 8.30. You know, last night didn't make it until probably 11 o'clock. So I was working on some podcast editing, YouTube editing, and I wanted to finish the project. I like to just, but I still got up early today. I'm feeling good today. I have been, uh, eating other than getting to bed a little bit late last night went to church this morning i hydrated before i came out here and i had a shake so took some advil did all the things that i think i'm supposed to do and this is related to the subject of addiction because when i say hydrated i was really i wasn't drinking water i was drinking a little bit of water but mostly juice i did have some coffee i'm becoming addicted to this juice it's a diet cran grape everything from ocean spray has to start with cran i don't know why i guess i, I really i don't know why to me it's just like grape but maybe that's the new grape maybe i think that cran cranberry grape is now grape i don't know because of the ocean spray effect that's something i just made up anyway <clears throat> tastes great i used to drink soda all the time and i thought well you know how flat you know soda when it loses its fizz, you call it flat. Well, then everything that doesn't start out as soda must be flat to begin with. And it's kind of a negative term. I looked at juices negatively. I don't just have juice. It's got no zing to it. We're in a mile and a quarter into the run. Four miles to go. So I'm kind of addicted to this cran grape stuff. It's a diet version, so it's five calories per eight ounces. And I've just been drinking tons of it. I love it. It's just like Kool-Aid without the guilt, you know, because there's no sugar. God knows what's in it, really. Because if it was really grape juice, it would have a ton of calories, probably. Although I know that they add sugar to grape juice, too. So somewhere in the middle might be appropriate. So I'm addicted to that stuff. And hopefully it's got enough water in it and not enough stuff that dries me out to be harmful. So hopefully I'm hydrated enough. Got a bottle of water in the car and I am raring to go. Medical report. The back doctor, which I'm pretty sure is a neurosurgeon. The back doctor 
suggested yoga. I mentioned this last time and uh, our last few times. Neurosurgeon recommended yoga. This past Wednesday, I went to a class called Yoga Stretch and it's about lunchtime, roughly 11 to 12. It's actually more like 11 to 11.45. And the instructor immediately said that it was more stretch than yoga. And I'm just taking the doctor's advice. You know, I'm trying to practice what I preach on this podcast. I was a little concerned going to a yoga class because there is a, there is a spiritual aspect to yoga that does not follow my faith tradition. But, you know, I've mentioned this to, I mentioned this to a friend of mine who's very knowledgeable about various health and fitness issues and spirituality and my faith. And just said, you know, make it your own faith, basically. So that's what I did. And it was actually fortunate because it forced me to be mindful of the presence of God during the day, which I have trouble with. I want to I go to my day and I'm just in the world and I don't think about the fact that God is always there with me, waiting for me to reach out. More stretch than yoga, but we did several yoga positions. They have these positions to sort of describe as a shorthand. So instead of saying, you know, stand with your arms out and one leg up, in a certain way, they say, go to the tree position. So if you're familiar with that, and if you don't want to know what it is, you just look at the instructor and other people and you know exactly what it is. Modified warrior position. There was another position we did. Uh, downward dog, I think, is pretty much pretty common. Back stretch position. And it was good, and I learned a lot of things because uh, the instructor, you know, she claims that she is a lecturer. She likes to lecture and you know, I think she kind of apologized for it. I don't know, people think they need to apologize for things too much, I think. And for other things, not enough. <laughs> but Botanical Gardens, the noisiest part of the trail, ironically. Copperhead Creek. But she lectured about some pretty interesting things. How to avoid harming muscles. She talked about keeping my back straight. Keep your back straight because that puts, uh, you know, your gluteal muscles are there for, to support you in certain situations. They do a lot of work, take a lot of pressure off the back. If you keep your back straight, they will help you to avoid back problems. Back straightness is one of my defects. She also talked about joints, specifically knee joints, having tight muscles that are not flexible puts more pressure on the joints. And so, and, and I just talked to my mother this morning or this afternoon earlier, and you know, she mentioned the same thing. She went to a doctor about her knees. She's having trouble ascending and descending stairs. And he recommended you know, some strengthening exercises. And she's doing a little more therapy to learn how to do those exercises. And that's basically what I'm doing with the stretch. And so now I understand quite a bit about why my doctor would have recommended yoga to me. It's basically stretching and becoming more flexible. And I'm gonna to continue to go to the class 
until I feel confident doing those exercises on my own because I think uh, that's going to be really beneficial to me in becoming more, becoming less injury prone and being more, you know, having more safety in my exercise and in my daily life. The one thing that was interesting though is it seemed to be a lot of static stretching, or what I call static stretching, we've talked about that, versus dynamic stretching, recommended by the running experts. Nonetheless, it felt good, and I'm gonna continue to do that. And I'm gonna talk more about mixed advice later on. But continuing on the medical report, uh, that's a good experience, and I think I'll be able to do that Mondays and Wednesdays because of my new schedule I need to work out I need to get up early and do some workouts in the morning because I'm at work later and tomorrow Monday I have a late afternoon appointment to get an MRI of my spine ordered by the neurosurgeon Dr. Knox and then on Wednesday I start physical therapy in the evenings so I may have to modify my workout. Anyway, I've got a few weeks of that. So that may affect, and I may get some advice that affects my uh, workouts. I expect that you know, the doctor also recommended neck traction, which is related to the inversion that I've been doing. And said that was good in, in therapy. I can do that under the supervision of the physical therapist. So we'll see what's recommended there. For the most part, it's been beneficial. It feels good. I did have one time, I've been away from it for a while because one time I just, I did the inversion for 10 minutes, just 30 degrees. And I just felt terrible afterwards. I was in all kinds of pain. So I don't know what's going on with my back these days. Diet report and a little bit about conflicting advice. I pretty much stick to the same diet. I don't do anything different on my workout days. And I'm trying to keep a relatively high protein. You know, I've talked about the different advice I get from my dietitian and the books I'm reading and studies and online information. And there are a number of studies some of them conflicting, even though they're scientific, they have different goals. By goals, I mean the study was commissioned for, the studies were commissioned for different purposes, and so that affects the, how they look at things. There are slight variations in the parameters they use. So it's just a mess, honestly. So that's one reason why you should be suspicious of, as I've said before, one-size-fits-all advice. Everyone should walk 10,000 steps a day. No one should eat after six. All these different things. Howdy. Thank you. So the guy said thank you too, was handing me a leaflet that said 10 Reasons Jesus Came to Die by John Piper. I think I've read Piper before. I don't know if the guy saw my Knights of Columbus t-shirt or not. Maybe it didn't matter. Maybe he was handing me something that someone handed him earlier. I don't know. Howdy. 
it's a beautiful day and not surprisingly the trail is very crowded so sometimes it seems like I never finish with the subject I'm trying to talk about here I am two miles into a five and a quarter mile walk and I'm still talking about the diet report so like I said I was on a pretty good track when I went to the dietitian last except she thought I had too much protein and of course I'm getting conflicting advice about whether that's true or not how you doing how are you? <laughs> he's having a good nap yeah and you know the material I'm reading also you know is sort of challenging some of the things about fats you, you know we, we tend to just believe these one-size-fits-all simple statements that keep been getting repeated everywhere carbs are bad fat is bad meat is bad well if all those are true then you really can't eat anything because everything has either fat protein uh, or carbohydrates or a combination of both all three so obviously you can't believe everything you read everything you hear so what do you believe like I said there are these conflicting reports conflicting information everywhere some of the information in the book I'm reading the guy does a lot of research and he will tell you specifically because he's a lot of his advice is contrary and he will tell you specifically here's the study that everybody's referencing to say carbs are bad here's the study that they refer to and here's what they were comparing it to someone with uh, a very high body fat and the you know the control group was some really skewed other way too much protein or way low protein or something or high fat I don't know anyway those are the little details that you don't get all you get is carbs are bad for you howdy Hi. so you do the best you can a lot of these things I just have to try and see how they work for me a lot of the things they work for some people they don't work for other people and I've done the high protein low carb thing and it kind of worked for me but really really <laughs> what I was doing is I was probably building fat and I probably building muscle and I probably you know when I had a caloric surplus and then I had most of the time I had a caloric deficit and that, that's why I was losing weight it was counting calories at the same time on this hike to Devil's Den the annual hike with my friend Robert he is apparently reading a book about uh, called the uh, the obesity code I think Fung I think is the author's last name I have to check it out but he was talking about that and obviously this guy his emphasis was on diabetes and obesity so his statements are skewed to that effect but you know he was talking about how fat and a lot of this goes back to the sort of paleo diet thing he mentioned the fasting deal you know where you have a eight hour period of eating and then 16 hours of fasting you know two big meals a day my experience is that in eating six meals a day I'm able to 
not be hungry all day. And that is a benefit that I know that I'm getting. Whether it does anything for my metabolism, I really don't know. The guy I'm reading seems to believe that, and of course he's got studies to back it up, metabolism, metabolism spikes in proportion to the amount of food you eat, the amount of energy you take in, in other words, the amount of calories in your meal, and then it drops off, which kind of makes sense. I mean, you've got the fuel available. While it's there, while it's available, use it to build muscle and store fat. It's just a kind of a common sense thing. That being the case, it doesn't really matter if you have six meals a day or two big meals a day, because in my little yogurt in the afternoon, I'm going to have a little spike. Uh, and if I have, you know, a thousand calories worth of pizza in the evening, I'm going to have a big spike. And I'll even have that spike right before bed when I have my shake. So it doesn't matter. And honestly, I haven't gotten into the fasting thing yet. I don't know why that's a good idea. Um, Matthews, the guy I'm reading, seems to think that can be beneficial. And I tend to be skewed toward the thing I'm reading now. <laughs> I just tend to go with what makes sense. I look at people who I trust, who've had actual things happen to them, and you know, listen to what they do. It's a good rule of life. If you want something, find someone who has it and do what they did. So trust my experience. Don't trust all this stuff I'm talking about, all these ideas that I may have gotten from reading something or from hearing something or from watching a YouTube video. A lot of these things I try and then I know whether they work or not. Here are the things I know that work. Counting calories. Exercising to increase my caloric output or my energy expended. Calories burned. Eating throughout the day to reduce the hunger, to eliminate intermediate hunger that might lead me to do the wrong thing. Getting at least eight and preferably more hours of sleep every night. makes my brain work better, makes me less susceptible to temptation. So these are some of the things that I continue to talk about, doing things on a regular basis so they make it, you make doing these things so that they become habit. Like going to the gym at 5.30 in the morning, three times a week, or four times a week. Working out at four o'clock every Saturday or six o'clock in the morning every Saturday, whatever it is. Do it repeatedly so it becomes a habit and becomes something that your body wants to do. So that's it, folks. Hit the road, Jack. And I'm gonna be coming back more and more and more and more. So I got a fever and I hope you got it too. See ya. This is the Padua Podcast Network. PadawaMedia.com. <laughs>